Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, ladies. Hello. 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 Uh, as always, I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Kate Sitars. Hello, Kate. And today we also have the pleasure of being joined by CCA student and professional copywriter, Jenny DeWitt. Hi, Jenny. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Yay. Excited to be here today. Oh, good. We're excited to have you. <laughs> um, we wanted to bring Jenny in uh, because, well, first of all, because she's a fabulous person. Uh, and second of all, because uh, she has a an interesting journey in terms of where her copywriting career began, where she ended up taking it, and also, quite frankly, in the speed that you have been able to do it. We were just looking and uh, you joined the CCA in... <laughs> The funny thing is, is actually we looked it up and I personally had a very difficult time figuring out that the number four meant April and then had a difficult time remembering it. So that's how this morning is going, everybody. Uh, April 6th of 2021, um, which really is not that long ago. That's crazy. Um, remembering back there, Jenny, what what got you interested in copywriting to begin with? Do you remember? Yeah, I have been writing since 2012. My youngest son was diagnosed with cancer, actually, and it's what got me into writing. I was keeping daily notes online of just updating friends and family back home, how he was doing, progress, asking for prayers. And that got me into remembering, oh, yeah, I wanted to be a writer when I was little. This is really fun. And so he got better. He survived. Thank the Lord. Yes. And so I kept writing. And once he was off treatment, then there was a marketing job that involved writing. So I wasn't going necessarily after the marketing aspect, but the writing, I, I just wanted something local in the small town where I lived that I could write for a living. And so started doing that and thought, oh, I really like this. And then another position came open and to go a little bit deeper. And so 
took that position on and started writing and doing different things, all sorts of writing. And then the pandemic and, you know, it's just uh, everyone kind of needed a reset. And I think I had this desire to go go a little bit broader, deeper, I guess, broader and deeper because um, I had all these marketing ideas, but they just were too big for what my company needed. And I was so excited about them. And so I just was like, okay, I need to step back. I need to think um, very spiritual, religious person. So I let myself, I forced myself to be in this period of discernment where I was like three or four months, just stop, just think, just uh, sit with this because I'm all about action. As you can tell by how fast I, once I decided I zoomed through it. (laughs) And so came upon CCA and realized that I had been doing copywriting all along. Once I had started going back to work after my son's treatment and I had been working in marketing, I just didn't ironically have that word for it. I didn't know that that was an entire career. And I love the idea of just really focusing on marketing, which I had grown so much to love and the writing, which I had loved for a while and going just really hyper-focused on that. And so once I found CCA, it was like, this is, this is the thing that I've been forcing myself to pause and figure out what was next. And so I basically just consume the program. Like I was listening in the shower. I was listening like constantly. I was in the car doing dishes. Like I just, I first went through the entire program and just like, like binge listened. I I just couldn't get enough of it. It was so exactly perfectly what I uh, was looking for and didn't know. And so I watched it really fast and then I went through and took my time with each of the, um, the sections. But Really, even that I started in April and I was going to a functional medicine doctor and, you know, part of the program, you look at websites and things. I'm like, oh, man, I think I could make this better. And so I was so nervous. I pitched her that first time and uh, she was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. It was like, oh, wow, that was way easier than I thought it was going to be. So that was how I got my start. And then, um, I mean, I think I was still wrapping up the program when I did that, but I felt like I had, I knew enough to get going and that went really well and she was happy with it. I was happy with what I got paid. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I finished up the program and I started to apply for all these different, uh, jobs on Indeed and different, different places. But the mom project, I put my resume out there to this one job. I'm like, man, this just feels like such a good fit. It was a combination of different things I had done in the past on my own and my personal life with the marketing, with the copywriting. And so I applied for this copywriting position and it was a great fit. Got it and worked with them. And I realized something about myself because I had every intention of staying freelance because I like a lot of variety. I get bored if I don't, I'm not challenged and constantly learning new things. And so uh, I just was planning to do freelance like you taught us in the program. <laughs> and um, and then I just like basically fell in love with the people that I was working with, the company. And I was like, oh, this makes sense because I'm so relational. Like connection is so important to me that I connected with the people and I realized that that Trump sort of bouncing around, like I wanted to be all in with this one company with my own personal um, personality, I guess. And so I, there was a position that came up and she basically was like, Jenny, you know, you're a great copywriter, but I also think you have all this other marketing. And so they brought me on as 
both a marketing position and the lead copywriter. So now I still got to write, but I also get to manage other freelance copywriters and and basically like get to be the person doing all of our writing. So it's been an interesting, wonderful journey. <laughs> That's amazing. So in less than two years, what, a year and nine months, yeah. uh, you've gone from being not completely new because you were writing, but, and I do have a question about that, but to being the lead copywriter for a company that you love, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it's the the key thing for me that CCA, like all the skills, all of that was wonderful, but what it really did was it gave me confidence. Like, okay, I can do this. I'm good at it. And this is super valuable to people. So that was really like what I needed to like step out and apply for those high dollar freelance positions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I more than doubled my income. For sure. <laughs> That's amazing. I love to hear that. Yeah. As as you were going in and diving into um diving into the 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 modules, the training, what were you thinking because compared to the writing that you had already been doing? How did the how did the training strike you? Uh, I would say it just was like, you know, I had been doing the writing and figuring it out on my own. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I was already instinctively doing this and this could level me up. So it was just the perfect time for me to find this and really amp up my skills. Yeah, get some vocab to put to the the, the tactics that you were already doing. I feel like it's, yeah. it's like, oh, that's what that is. That's a feature. I didn't know <laughs> that that was, that I was avoiding, but that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Facebook ads is like, oh, tweak it that way. Yeah, it's just like, it was just mm. all these little things that I could just like, it just was a total level up for me. So what do you, because you you dove in and you took action. Um, and clearly, because you have been so successful in such a short period of time, what what do you credit that to? Is that something that 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 has been innate for you or? Yeah, I would say a little bit of that is just my personality. Like once I commit to something, it's that whole like anything that's worth doing is worth doing right. That whoever said that, I don't know, but I really jive with that. It's like just you bought the program, just commit to it and make it happen because you have the skills that you need. And maybe you've been writing for 10 years, it's going to level you up, or maybe you're just starting. And I really have noticed in my writing career, like, oh, I was such a slow writer at the beginning. Just like, it was like a labor of love, I guess you'd say. And I'm just so much faster now. But that came, I've been writing for over 10 years now. So that, it's not like there was like a magic wand, like this program is work. And I think you say it in the program, like, you're, no one's going to hand you this. This isn't a get rich quick. This is like, this is exactly the tool you need. Here's the hammer. Here's the board. Build something beautiful. So just get after it. Commit to it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We need all that need that as our ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> Commit to it. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I had taken so much time. It wasn't like my typical go-to, I would say, when I'm not watching myself is just try this, do that, see what works, see what works. But like, I just in that season, and if you think about the time period, it was basically, it was January, February, March, and here I'm looking for things. And then April 6th, it was, I finally found this thing. And so I would say, you know, if you haven't purchased the program yet, give yourself a minute, step back and really think about it. Like is, if this is where your next step is, give yourself some time to process it. 
And if it is, then just dive in head first because you know you spent the time thinking about it. Make it happen. So and I love what you said about, you know, being so much faster now because really what we're doing is learning something completely new. So our brains have to start to be trained to think in certain ways. And once they are, you start to realize, oh, wow, my brain's just automatically coming up with these ideas, coming up yes. with these concepts, but you're rewiring things. You're learning new, new ways to look at things you've looked at or maybe not looked at before. Yeah, for sure. I can remember what, like, again, like probably nine years ago, I was going to do some writing for someone probably copywriting, didn't realize it was called that. And she's like, well, how fast are you? And mm. I, you know, she's trying to figure out because neither one of us knew. And I was like, well, I don't know. I think I'm kind of slow, but like, what do you base that on? So uh, yeah, I don't know, but it, it is helpful to just like watch yourself. Like, okay, I, I ended up doing this much research. I ended up sitting down and writing for this long. And then the editing took me this long. You start to get that innate feel for it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you guys both have experienced that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's, I think it's interesting that your client asked that, like, well, how fast are you? Because <laughs> we, it's easy to forget that clients don't know the right questions to ask yes. either. You know, we always talk about how the, one of the first things clients are always going to ask is, well, how much does it cost? Well, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much it's going to cost because we haven't had a conversation about the project yet, you know, but, and, and clients think, all right, well, cost and speed and, and obviously cost is always a, a factor for anybody hiring someone, but, but it's not speed so much as quality. Mm-hmm. And even if you had stayed quote unquote slow, which again, what does that even mean? <laughs> but it just as compared to, okay, you've gotten faster, but even if you had mm-hmm. stayed slow, it's, it's about the quality, right? If you are doing great work for your clients and they're seeing amazing results and they are happy. That's, that's where the win is. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like we have to slow ourselves down. Like I love what you said earlier about taking the time to really sit and think about your decision before taking action. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you are one of those people that's prone to just taking action, sometimes you do need that little bit to say, okay, let me take a beat. Yes. And then, and then go on with whatever it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know we always ask for advice for someone who's interested in getting into copywriting, but for CCA students, what advice do you have specifically for them? Yeah, one thing I would say is just a real big emphasis on the fact that your website really is important. When I'm going to hire copywriters, I absolutely look at that website and I get a feel for their writing and it might be great writing, but not quite you know, what I was looking for, I, I use that as part of my process of hiring. And if you have a website, I know you have already leveled up, you're interested in learning things, you've, you've done that. And so that's already to me, a good thing. And so when I was putting together my website, going through the program, I definitely, definitely took advantage of the coaching calls. And I would say, do that. It's, doesn't cost you anything extra and you get one-on-one time with experts. I even like I submitted everything I possibly could and the feedback was just super valuable. And when I was hired as a freelancer, my boss said, I looked at your website. It was really great. And so don't underestimate the value of that. I would also say don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't, you know, just dive in, take it step by step. It's it you don't have to hire like $10,000. I'm not looking when I'm looking at a copywriter's website, I'm not looking for like a beautiful 
experience necessarily. I'm looking at what they have written and I need to just be able to easily click in, look real quick and glance over that. So Mm -hmm. definitely do that. Absolutely. Good advice. Um, And now you are managing copywriters. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you're talking to people who are copywriters or are learning or what tips would, I guess, the tips that you give the copywriters that you manage, what tips can you offer our our listeners, our viewers? In general, my favorite copywriters to work with are the ones who make my life the easiest. Like That's just human nature. So yes, I need to expect myself to give them good context of our company and of the, this project specifically. But also, I just like really need you to do research. I'm not going to hand you everything. And I worked side by side with people and I've employed people who are like, they're just not giving us enough information. And it's like, yeah, because you have to meet halfway. So do your research. Like when I talk to you as a copywriter, I want to feel like you know my company, like you're all in. And, and to the extent that you're capable as a new person, you have tried to learn about my company and that you value them. So um so and that if you would need be a, something, ask. Yes. You know, yes. but well, they're not giving it to us. Well, mm-hmm. okay. If you, <laughs> if you know what you need, have you yes. asked for what you need? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I think um, don't be afraid to ask for just like 15 minutes of time because sometimes back and forth emails take more time for all of us than just like, let's hop on a call or Zoom 15 minutes and get this figured out. So I would say that, and truly what you said is just, don't be afraid to ask because I might not think about that. I might be like, oh my gosh, you're sending me the 25th question. And I just like really needed you to get this to me tomorrow. (laughs) And so if I'm not giving you what you need, ask because I need you to be productive. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The um, one of the most my one of my least favorite phrases that I ever heard here is, "Well, I didn't know." Yeah. Uh, like I remember years ago, I worked with someone who we would get into the get into the creative review, and we'd say, "Well, but you you didn't include any of this," and we talked about, "Well, yeah, but I, well, I didn't know how to do that," or "Well, I didn't know where to get that," or "Well, I didn't know." Okay. Well, yes. Ask, find out you're not sitting alone by yourself and you've had all this time. Yeah. I think there's, there's being, being a partner in the process and being someone who makes your life easier. And I think that's a great point that I want to make sure to, to uh, metaphorically underline um, (laughs) is that I guess kind of a little bit of a pun, but um, is, is that so much of it is just doing extra thinking to make your bosses or your, um, your client's life a little bit easier and not, I don't mean like send them presents or anything like, but if you haven't checked in with them for a while, just shoot them an email to be like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, making a progress. We're totally set for the deadline. Like, of course you're set for the deadline. You're a professional, but Mm -hmm. like, just let them know. Yeah. Let them know that you're on top of it. And yeah. Be a proactive thinker instead of just someone who is producing copy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You'd mentioned earlier that you you said that you used to love to write when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when or how that kind of got away from you? Yeah, I have thought a bit about that. You know, I I won a writing contest in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm, you know, I got to go meet an author. It was spectacular. Um, cool. Oh, it was so fun. 
but I, then you get to high school and it's like, well, okay, like, how, but how do you make money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, of course, I grew up in the 90s going to, I was graduating in 2000. And so there, there was no online publishing. There was like, there were a few people that struck it rich and I just never believed that, that I would be one of those. So I had to get a real job. So I went to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's I I ask because frankly, I kind of suspected that might have been <laughs> the story because I feel like yeah. so many of us loved to write as kids and really enjoyed it and demonstrated uh, a, a talent and a skill for it. And we whether we literally heard it, which actually I did um, from a, a friend's uncle, um, or whether we just kind of somehow it came into us by osmosis or something, but the idea that you can't make money as a writer. And I think for so many of us that, that thought, Ooh, I like this. I could do this to have that desire and hope shut down Mm -hmm. is, can be really hard to to bounce back from. So good for you for (laughs) exploring this, exploring this area. Yeah. Well, it kind of happened by accident. Like I, I think I would have just, it's interesting to think about, you know, my son's illness totally changed the trajectory of my life. And I would have never, I don't see myself having gone back to it until I just sort of fell into it. So it's interesting to look at things in hindsight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The, sometimes the paths don't exactly make sense until you look back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a student last night at my at the at the local high school my husband's a principal and there is a basketball game and she had gone to college and she had come back and she's like oh I just like I don't know what I want to do so I don't want to waste money on college and I'm like girl I did not figure it out until I was like 35 so like you might pick something and it might be the wrong thing <laughs> it might be the wrong thing and then just go from there you'll figure it out so mm-hmm. yeah exactly I feel like there are very few people who are actually working in the industry that they went to college for. Yes. Yeah. Especially our generation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look up the statistic the other day for, for a client project. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's something like over 50% or something ridiculous. Like it's a high percentage of people who just aren't using, mm-hmm. using their degree. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not either. I didn't know myself very well in my early twenties. Like how could I ever pick? <laughs> I feel like looking back last year, I'm like, wow, I've really yeah. grown up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And if we haven't, how sad, right? Like it's yeah. good mm-hmm. to look back and see that growth and change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm curious to hear about your current role and because mm-hmm. you work with other copywriters and have to mm-hmm. give feedback, I feel like feedback is such a, So what advice, I guess, do you have for receiving feedback, but then also any tips on how you give feedback to the writers you're working with? So what can copywriters kind of, what should they think about when they're getting that feedback? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would say the course itself helped me know how to hire and work with these copywriters. So that's been really interesting to be able to take some of that, what I learned from on, be on the other side of it. In general, I just feel like I've been writing for so long. I would like, my writing was so close to my heart when I started that if anybody said anything about it and I was so insecure, I think that I would be like, oh no, I'm not very good. And now it's like, I just have been writing so long to understand that good editing is a part of the process of good writing. And just to sort of like 
release <laughs> that emotion. Like it's not an emotional attack, you know? And also, honestly, like people have different opinions about commas and just because they think it's that and you think it's this, like it's not black and white, it's not math. And so uh, just to remember that, even if someone, like sometimes someone would take a word out or be like, why did we have this? And it's like, well, okay, well, that was their opinion. It's very subjective and that's okay. I thought it was good in the time, you know, maybe sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, good point. Because I edit my writing and that's what I try to tell the copywriters that I hire. Like, I'm going to edit your writing like I would edit my own. And every, this is probably actually a weakness. Every time I look at anything I've written, I edit it. It's like, it could never be done. I could edit till the day I die on any single piece of work, I think. And so um, I think that's something I have, I need to learn though, actually, is how to give more gentle feedback because to me, it's like, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm here in this journey. And so I constantly try to remind myself. Yeah. But when you're first starting out, like think how tender you were. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I've actually asked my coworkers like, okay. And I have so many opinions because this is like my thing. And I'm like, you're, you're giving very gentle feedback. Help me understand how you're doing that. And so they, they said, well, sometimes when I see something, I'll ask it as a question. Like, what if we used a different word or what if we didn't use this or could you reword this? Mm -hmm. So asking things as a question instead of saying this needs to change or just like deleting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure we can. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, just to go into that a little bit, um, I think, you know, they will always say, we'll start with something positive and Yes. Even just saying like, Hey, thanks for sending this through. This is a great start. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't even have to be like, I love how you did this. <laughs> it is a great start. Great yeah. place to have us get started. And then, and then talking about, you know, digging into, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about this word choice here. Could it be something more XYZ? Or can yes. you give me a little insight as to why you made this choice? Yeah. Or, Per the brief, I'm thinking we want to go a little bit more in this direction. Can mm -hmm. I see some options along those lines? I think, yeah, there, it's, it's for me, I have found in giving feedback, it's, uh, you it still needs to be clear. Obviously you don't want to talk around it so much that yeah. people think that they're like, oh, I think I did a really great job. I, they can't see the feedback for all of the fluff. Mm -hmm. but, um, but, but taking it instead of going directly at change this, the benefits, not strong enough, blah, 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 kind of coming at it from the side of, you know, I'm looking at this benefit, I'm looking at the brief and I think we can dig in and make it a little bit stronger. Can you send me a few more versions? Let me know if you have any questions. Yeah. So take yes. that for what it's worth. I love that. That's helpful. And also I think one thing going back to your question, Kate, of what I would tell other people mm -hmm. is remember when someone someone gives you feedback, it might not be about you. It might be like it might be about them and they're very busy or they're just haven't learned how to give feedback in the most constructive way. And so I would say just give yourself a beat to remember this might not be about me or my writing. Mm -hmm, exactly. So well, it's 100 percent not about you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also too, you know, clients or bosses, unless you are working for a copywriter, the way that your writers are, mm -hmm. unless you're working for a copywriter, they're not as skilled at writing 
as you are. And if the feedback is coming through written, they may not know how exactly to convey and they may not know how to convey it with with the right emotion or they may, you know, they may not know how not to be super direct and super or they may not know how to be direct. So there is always going to be that element of kind of educating a client as well Mm -hmm. as as well as going okay let me take a step like you said take a beat and go okay I see how this is coming through but I also see Mm -hmm. how they communicate in other ways and I know this is not about me this is not something (laughs) they're not angry because this is they sent this email yesterday and they sent this in this way and I didn't Mm -hmm. take it personally then when they were super direct so taking that moment to, to, to have the self-knowledge to know, okay, I'm not going to take this personally now because this is just how they communicate. Yeah. Yes. And I've definitely learned, I, and I'm sure writers have experiences or learned it on their own too, but it's like, when you get really harsh editing, it is so helpful to just like literally close your computer and step away for a day or a weekend. And then sometimes you can come back to it and and be more analytical about it and dive back in. But if you're in a really emotional state and you're looking at the edits, that's not super productive. I have found for myself. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I love what you said too, just that it is editing and to remember that whoever's, whether it is a copywriter or someone else with no writing background, they're not coming at it from the same perspective as you. They're wearing a different hat, right? They're yes. not right wearing a copy. They're trying to wear a copywriter hat, uh, <laughs> but remembering that, Yes, we're working on it. We're collaborating on a copywriting project, but you are still the copywriter. And they're coming with different opinions from a Mm non-copy background. Yes. I've had people try to convince me of very funny things. Like, I don't think it's actually like a comma before quotation marks or something. I'm like, well, that's usually how it's done. (laughs) She's like, there's actually a guide for this. This is is pretty black and white. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about your, your role since it is full-time, but are you fully remote or are you going to an office? What does that, what does that look like? Yeah, I'm fully remote. I live in, yep. I live in Nebraska and then my office is in Atlanta. So remote manage a team remote. It's, it's really a nice balance for me. I've been working from home for again, a long time. I'm starting to make myself sound old, but (laughs) I love to work remote. I'm highly motivated and it's just like the perfect balance because I have older kids and so I can be here for them, but they don't necessarily want to be me to be with them. And so, uh, yeah, all remote and it's incredible. I actually applied for the job and interviewed. And even when I came on full-time for the company, I hadn't met them in person yet. It was I had been working with them freelance and then in my role for six months. And then I went to the office. So I go to the office, like I'd say every other month I fly down there. Um, But when I met them, I was like, man, it's like, it's like I was watching a reality TV show and now I get to be on the set. It was bizarre because I'm with them all, all the time on zoom. We're constantly zooming meeting everything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, remote, but I do really value the, the ability to be on a team in, even though I'm remote. And so that constantly zooming and things has been really great for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious with, with working remote, do you have any tips for folks who are working remote to get down to work, to actually focus, to schedule their day? Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that you make it work for you? You know, I think there's like the, 
tips you've heard all the time, like have a separate mm-hmm. working space. Da, 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 da. Well, I worked from my couch for like a very long time. It was only when I got the full-time job and I was like, okay, I just really need a place to go. So um, I would say, listen to yourself. And if you need a place to go, then create one in whatever space you can. But if you want to write from the couch, like when I am writing creatively, I either have to be able to see outside or preferably sit outside. And so I would say, figure out for yourself, like, don't just follow, like, you know, like everyone's like early bird gets a worm, like figure out when you're most creative, where you're most creative and just like lean into your own individuality. I would say, um, you know, people be like, oh, well, I just get up and do laundry. I guess I don't. I don't have a problem with ignoring the laundry. <laughs> just ignore it. It'll be there. Or guess what? Like you are supposed to get up from your desk every hour. So get up and go get a drink of water and flip out the laundry. Um, that's the nice thing about freelance or salary positions is you really own your time. And so figure out what makes you productive and then lean into that um, further and further. You'll figure out yourself as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. That's, it's all just really, really helpful, Jenny. It's, I think, um, people are going to really enjoy this episode. Um, my kind of not final, but, but, um, wrap up question really is if someone were interested in getting into copywriting, maybe someone who similarly used to love writing as a kid and thought, Oh, you can't make any money as a writer. Um, what advice would you give them? Well, do your research, give yourself some time to figure out what direction you might want to go. Um, But I would say the biggest thing is don't be afraid to invest in yourself, to invest in this course. I've taken different courses online throughout my career, and I have a college degree, and that was a wonderful foundation. But in 2011, I did my first online course, which was awesome for my career at that time where I was going. And then I took another course, and it leveled me up. And now I took CCA and just have learned so much, and and I'm making so much more money. And I look back over the time and I think, oh, you know, maybe 10 years ago it was an online course, but now I'm like, this can truly change your life. This can change what you make. This can change your confidence level and understanding you have those skills or maybe just giving you a starting point to know I'm going to start here and this is how I'm going to get there. And this is a roadmap that I have. So um, I would say just don't count yourself out. And understand that sometimes you need a little help to level up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, well, Jenny, thank you so much for chatting with us today. This was fantastic. I know there's there are a ton of gems um, that people have to go back and re-listen to and take notes on. Um, but thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. It was wonderful to have a chance to talk to you. So. And so with that, uh, thank everyone for listening and watching, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.